Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Very special episode, not just because of our guest, but special edition. This is going to be our first show of the new year, New Year's special episode. We usually come out on Mondays, doing it a little different because this is very, very special. Lady Rutterforth, member of the royal family, Princess Diana's aunt, um, and Lady Rutterforth. It's so good to see you again. We've spoken a few times, and I'm really, the, the day is finally here. We finally get to do this. We've been talking about it, and now we're here. So I just want to say, I, I just want to see how you're doing. Let's catch up a little bit. And of course, thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's uh, an honor and a privilege. And yes, we have been talking about this for quite a while. But you know, if it's a good thing, it's worth waiting for. That's right. And it, I had... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I just had a great Christmas and uh, with family. And uh, we had probably just a few of our family this time because of of COVID. Right. And we had it outside and, um, but it was just as nice because we were, we were with family and that's right. what, that's what counts. That's what matters that, so that you I together. actually, I went to, ch- <laughs> I went go? to church at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, and it seemed kind of strange to have a Christmas service at 11 o'clock in the morning, but nonetheless, it was still just beautiful. And we, we had our candles and we sang our, our hymns and carols, and it was really nice, really nice. Brought back a lot of... That's great. That's great. So here's my theory, and so last year, we didn't know each other. We didn't do this podcast. 2020 wasn't the greatest year, but we know each other this year, and this is how everyone's going to start off their new year, so I think 2021 is in for a great rebound and comeback. What do you think? Because of this podcast solely. Well... Absolutely. I think it's going to be wonderful because you're at the helm. What can we say? That's right. Oh, my God. The the people who know me are really scared right now. They're like, that guy's in charge. We're screwed. We're doomed. (laughs) Well, they're probably thinking, oh, my goodness, she's interviewing who? (laughs) True, true. No, but it was, uh, as I I said, you know, it brings back a lot of um, wonderful memories actually memories that I had as a child yeah. at uh, house and being with my siblings and especially Princess Margaret, who was a fair amount older than I, although she was short, you know, she was only five feet wow. and I was fairly tall for my age. And so we were about almost the same height, even so she was the kind of motherly figure, always very sweet and, and charming with me. Um, very, very motherly, as I as I said. So I hold her in, in great self-esteem. That's great. That's I great. really do. And then just so everyone knows what we're talking about. So Anne's talking about, so you grew up, now correct me if I'm wrong, but you grew up close to the Sandringham Estate and you spent a lot of time on the estate, which also houses Park House, which is another super famous house. Uh, that's where um, I believe that's the birthplace of Princess Diana. So there's a lot of history there. And you grew up, you spent a lot of your childhood there, being around the estate, on the ground, spending time playing with your siblings. That's all correct, right? Absolutely. Yes. And we had so much fun. And when we have Christmases here, 
I kind of look back, even though I'm the age I am now, it still brings back a lot of wonderful memories and a great huge Christmas tree, which was almost as tall as the largest room height wow. at Park House. Absolutely grandiose. And all the beautiful lights. And of course, as a child, you're just mesmerized by all this, this beauty. I had beauty at my house too, of course, but it was something special at, at Park House. And we, we just had such a good time. We would hold hands around the Christmas tree and we would sing carols walking around it. And you've got to imagine this tree was huge in height as well as in width. And so when we held hands, there were many of us, and we would, of course, walk around the tree and we would sing carols. And I would usually sing a solo. I usually sang Oh Holy Night because I do sing and I sing it every year at my church. Um, and so that brings back a lot of memories as well. And, you know, thank God I can still sing. And I really um, enjoyed doing that. So we, uh, as I said, we walked around the Christmas tree and then we would sit down and we would open presents, which was so much fun. And we would open them one at a time, not everybody all at once. Yeah. And so we would look at what the other person had. So it was great. And of course, uh, Princess Margaret, very much the mother, would pass out the, the gifts to all of us little siblings around the tree. What's a gift that you remember? Tree. What's a gift that you remember getting? Maybe it wasn't the craziest, most extravagant thing, but something that always sticks with you that was just like really special, something that really, really touched you to, to get. What's a gift that sticks out to you? You know, it's really funny, and you're going to probably laugh at this, but I got a an African-American doll. Okay. And I called it, I called it my gollywog. Whether or not that's good today to say, but um, back then I got this beautiful, it was knitted and stuffed and it had hair that, you know, would come out every which way. But I absolutely adored that. And it was probably about two feet high. Whoa. Everything was knitted and I wouldn't go to bed without that. I just absolutely adored it. And um, I wish I still had it. I really wish I still had it because it's so much a part of, of my memory. And and so it's it's just a really, uh, really super gift to me. That's, it was. That, that, that sounds like me of, with my old, uh, that sounds like me with my old Winnie the Pooh bear. <laughs> I had one of those too. They're the best. It was like my best friend. Yes, yes. But I talked to the doll every night before I'd go to sleep and I'd cuddle with it and I'd take it everywhere, everywhere. And even when I would go back to Park House, I would take it with me. And I just didn't want to be without it. It was very special. That's great. And and I want to go back to something that you touched on earlier as well. You you were already ranting and raving about Princess Margaret. And I know in the times that we spoke, you're always talking so highly of Princess Margaret. So just talk about enlighten the people, you know, who who haven't had conversations that like that we had. Just 
who Princess Margaret was to you? Do you remember the first time that you that you met her? You know, what sort of impact did she have on you? What did she teach you? Because I know some of the stories, uh, stories and things that you've shared with me were really cool, and I think they'd be uh, they'd be great for the uh, the audience to hear as well. Well, some of the more important things that I remember was that I had this beautiful blue Raleigh bike that my father bought for me. And we would load it uh, into a car. I didn't load it in, of course. Um, the ballet would put it in. But um, we would ride bikes around the Sandringham Estate. Now, when we're talking about the Sandringham Estate, it's about 20,000 acres. So huge, huge area. And we rode bikes from dawn to dusk. And so much fun. And I remember um, several of my siblings riding along with. But of course, Princess Margaret was always there. And the nurse was outside, of course, watching over us when we would come back around maybe three hours later. <laughs> but um, I remember one time especially when um, Princess Margaret was ahead of us. And she rode very quickly and she hid behind a tree. She was very mischievous, very mischievous. And actually, so was I. <laughs> so we did quite well. Right. She hid behind a tree, and as I rode by, and I was kind of ahead of the, the gang, um, she would come out and she, in a very, very loud voice, she'd say, boo! <laughs> so scared, I almost fell off my bike. Because I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that she was going to be right. hiding behind a tree. And these tree trunks are very, very um, large in diameter. So her tiny little frame, and being only five feet tall, she could hide quite nicely behind the trunk of these trees, you right. know, and then pop out of nowhere. <laughs> so I, I do remember that. I do. And <laughs> I remember one time we thought it would be kind of fun to jump down from the top step of the outside of Park House. Not, not too many steps, but um, Princess Margaret said, yeah, that, that would be fun. I think we should do that. <laughs> and of course, little siblings are thinking, oh, my goodness, that I don't know about that because the steps are cement outside right. leading up to Park House. And so I was game because I was mischievous and because after all, <laughs> Princess Margaret said that would be a good thing to do. And so yeah. when she spoke, I jumped, you know, how high. So we went up to the top of the stairs and I don't know, about maybe five steps uh, initially. And then there were more as we went along. So we would stand at the top, we parked our bikes and the nurse is kind of looking at us like, what are you up to now? And Princess Margaret took off her shoes and standing on the very tip top of that fifth or so step, she jumped down to the bottom. Nothing happened. She looked great. I thought, this is not a problem. What? I can do this. If Princess Margaret can do it, I can do it. Yeah. I took off my shoes and I stood at the top of the stair and I jumped. But guess what? What? I didn't quite make it. <laughs> Skinned the back of my um, my back. Oh no! Took 
skin off it, but nobody knew about it until uh, until much later because I didn't want to tell anybody in my family what I had done. What right. a silly, silly thing to do. That's so much fun. And I, I think I would have done it again. And Princess Margaret said to me, are you okay, my angel? And I said, oh, yes. I'm, I'm good, yeah. And oh, I was hurt. <laughs> was. You were a daredevil, Anne. I didn't know this about <laughs> you. You're crazy. I, am. I was. I was such a daredevil. That's why Princess Margaret and I got along so well. <laughs> because we really, truly did have such a nice time together. And the most fun, though, was really riding the bikes. But, of course, she couldn't play the trick on us ever again when she right. hit. Because... Uh, we already knew she was hiding right. something. Now your senses were up. You now you now you're you're not uh, focused on the road. You're like, where's Princess Margaret? You're just waiting on her to jump which out. Which tree? Yeah. <laughs> which tree is she hiding? Oh my gosh. She could have played she it on was. me a hundred times. I get scared every time someone jumps out at me. I'm the most jumpy person <laughs> of all time. Princess Margaret would have bullied me to I, I would I would have ran away. I would have had to run away. <laughs> she would have scared me a hundred percent of the time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know. I read some things about Princess Margaret. I keep up, of course, on the royals. They're, they're special to me. Right. And I read some things and I think, are you kidding me? Is this really Princess Margaret? That's not the Princess Margaret I knew. Mm -hmm. Not at all. She was motherly and loving and caring and all of those wonderful things that you want to have in, in a of a sibling friend right so you know i start reading that stuff and i just kind of put it aside and say you didn't know her like i did right it all makes me cry you know i kind of tear up when i read some things yeah. like that it's not a good thing no. at all no so i have my memories and other journalists i guess have theirs right but mine are and and good and true that's, so I'm happy about that. That's great. We got the real story here. We, we got it right from the firsthand experience. So that's that's how you know it's good. I love I love those stories. So not only do you know with Princess Margaret, but and and, I, and I'm sure attending or just being there and you were able to attend some pretty pretty cool events, go to some pretty cool things. Now you attended. Now it was the coronation. Was it Queen Elizabeth II? Is that correct? You were there. Yes, that is correct. So, so before you talk about that, Anne, can you just explain what a coronation is, why it's such a big deal? You know, you know what goes all into a coronation? What's the purpose of it? Because this is something that I'm pretty, you know, uneducated, you know, not very educated on either. So I would love to, to just know what all kind of goes into a coronation of the queen. Well, of course, Queen Elizabeth was uh, put into that situation very quickly as queen because her father, of course, um, passed away when she was out of, uh, out of the area. And so, uh, you know, normally there would be a great deal of preparation put into a coronation, but there wasn't as much time uh, for Queen Elizabeth. However, it was absolutely beautiful. And, of course, the coronation is the crowning of the next king or queen. Right. And it is done in all finery, everything, pomp and circumstance, 
absolutely beautiful. My father picked me up. I had on a beautiful um, blue velvet dress with crinolines underneath it that stuck out and a little feathery hat. So um, we get to the coronation. We're sitting about, I would say, three quarters of the way back. Princess Margaret and the um, entourage was sitting <laughs> in the front rows, of course. So when I sat down uh, with, my, with my father, and I look up, and you have to remember, I'm about nine years old or so. All I see are hats everywhere. Hats, beautiful, beautiful hats. And I was just really taken aback with those because they were just so beautiful. <laughs> and as I was always into uh, fashion, loved it. Even as a small child, I always wanted to look just, just right. I guess that's the background coming out. But um, nonetheless, it was something that I will never forget. But one of the things that I thought about the most was how in the world could the queen carry such a heavy crown with a very heavy robe made out of heavy, luxurious velvet right to the floor, of course, trimmed with ermine, um, very beautiful. But quite honestly, she looked a little scared. And I think if I had been in the same situation, I would have been, I would have looked a lot more scared than that. Yeah. I think she was probably thinking, I hope my crown doesn't fall off. Yeah. Because that crown, huge. And then the oar and the scepter, they're very heavy. Um, and carrying those as well as the crown and the robe and walking down the, the aisle coming back from, from being crowned queen. Oh my goodness, unbelievable weight that um, poor Queen Elizabeth had to carry. She he has indeed been a wonderful monarch. I mean, she has done everything that a monarch should do. She has stood by her family. She has ruled well, and here she is up in her 90s already, just looking terrific. Yeah. And she never backed down from her royal duties. And she really didn't have much of a wedded um, life because of the fact that she was literally, um, well, for lack of a better term, thrown into, you know, being, being the queen without any thought um, about that it would have been that that soon in her life. She knew ultimately she was going to yeah. be a servant of people, but um, it was so quick. Yeah. Everything happened so quickly. But, um, and of course the queen mom, just a delightful, delightful woman, just a sweetheart. Um, Queen Elizabeth was very blessed to have her for for a mother. Right. She really was. That's yeah, that that's great. Now here and here's been a question I've been dying to ask you. So, me growing up and I know little little girls growing up like you guys so, so we always hear, right? I love first off I want to say I love the titles. You have 
ladies, kings, queen, queens, uh, you know, prince, princesses. So, you know, me growing up, little girls growing up here in America, we, we see those things. We're like, oh, yeah, that's like in the movies and cartoons that we saw growing up. You guys have them for real. Real kings and queens, and they're super important <laughs> public figures. Everyone knows who they are. It's royalty. It's this whole big thing. And obviously, it's worldwide, but, you know, you guys are living it growing up there. Is it as cool as I think it is? Because I think it's awesome. It's like me growing up wanting to be like a cowboy astronaut you know, professional football player, all those things, right? Like, that's what we want to grow up to be, and we look up to athletes and actors and public figures and things like that. You know, is it as cool and is it as big of, as, of a deal as I think it would be if I grew up, you know, similar to, to, to you know, where you did? Well, it's interesting um, in that, of course, a queen, a king, an earl, um, all of those characteristics. Lady, I don't think I really thought about it, to tell really? you the truth. This was just something that, that's who I am. It's like being Mrs. So-and-so. True. Uh, so it really didn't make an impact. And I am no better and no worse than anybody else. Just because I have a lady in front of my name doesn't make me something that should stand me on a pedestal at all. I am God's child. That doesn't make me any better or any worse, as I said. So I really don't think of it as being, oh, my goodness, <laughs> lady. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, queen, yes. Oh, my goodness, yeah, queen. That would king. be crazy, yeah. But being, you know, down on the the, uh, the classes, no, I really, I really don't think of it as being something to necessarily even be excited about. It was yeah. just me. Gotcha. Just me. Now, now, do people in England though? Do they look up to the like here in America? Like I knew growing up, like people that I saw in movies, people playing football, professional football, basketball, like that, those are the people that we almost, you know, it's crazy to say, but, you know, worship, you know, quote unquote, you know, cause they're like, you know, larger than life type figures. Do people look up in England when they're growing up, do, 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 are there people that look up to the Royal family, the Kings and the Queens, like we do here with people that we see in movies and, you know, playing, you know, professional uh, athletes and things like that. I think much more so. Really? In, in England, I would say for the most part, people with the title are looked up to, certainly much more so than they are in America. Oh, so what? She's a lady. Well, she's a woman. She's a lady. It doesn't really mean much, and it doesn't really have any bearing in America. Yeah. But that's okay. You know, that's okay. Um, I have two families. You know, I have I have a family that's in England. I have a family that's here, and I absolutely adore them. I've just been so blessed with with a great family, with two great families. That's great. That's people can say that. Not too many people yeah. can say I have two wonderful families. Either you love one and don't love the other, or you, you know, there's no, um, 
necessarily for, for everybody, but I can truly say in this situation, there, there's love for, for both. That, Absolutely. That's excellent. That's great. Um, one of the, one of the, one of the last things here, Anne, I wanted to ask you about now you're a children's author. You have your books going on and they're sort of themed around uh, like life lessons and values and just, you know, integrity, things like that. You know, what kind of inspired you? You know, when did you decide I'm going to start doing this? And how did you, you know, kind of come up with here's sort of the, the message and the theme that I, the, you know, the positivity that I want to push out there and get in front of children's, uh, you know, eyes and, you know, and, and as their minds are developing. And that's when really they're building their foundation to who, you know, you can always change and work on things. But, you know, it's it's a lot easier when you build that good foundation from the start. Um, you know, so not only is it important, but it's pretty cool. So kind of talk about uh, that, you know, how you got started, you know, where the inspiration came from. Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, I wrote one book while I was on my lunch time, because as you know, I'm a teacher uh, teaching um, high school uh, students. And as I see both elementary students, middle school students, and high school students, and I've, I've taught all three levels, actually um, college-bound students as well, and students that are in college. I find, and this is not to certainly knock anyone, but I find that manners today are almost non-existent. Not from everybody, but from I would say a vast majority of students that I have, I have taught. And so I thought at the time, because I was brought up impeccably and still those morals and those um, manners have stayed with me and will stay with me until the day I die. Um, I thought I'm going to write something that has some moralistic value. Why write if there's no purpose? Why write uh, something that doesn't make an impact on those that read it? And so children can read the book as they um, undertake being able to read. And parents can read those books to children and perhaps get some ideas themselves as to, to help them raise their own children. Because as I mentioned in the books, it's always very difficult because parents both are working. There is one at home that can stay and teach how to eat properly and how to be, uh, how to have good manners. And when you're on a date, make sure you pull out the chair for your, it, it just doesn't happen. No, right. The children, <laughs> my students, when I come into class, boom, you know, the first one wants <laughs> to come in. It's almost knocking me off my heels. Yeah. And I wanted to really write something that would, would have some kind of bearing, some kind of an impact, maybe some kind, make some kind of difference in their lives. Not that I'm this prim and proper, I know it all kind of person, but whatever feelings that I have and some of those things that I've been taught, maybe they can run off on others. And that would be, that would be really nice. They can take it or leave it. You know, but it, it's there. It's there for the for the getting. So I've been very fortunate. I've written five books, um, one of which is 
um, mischievous Mitzi says no to drugs because drugs is a, it's a horrible thing today if they're not administered by a doctor. And uh, goes back to school, all the things uh, she does to get attention when she doesn't need to. Lots of different types of things and how to behave when you're shopping with a parent. Mm -hmm. They're interesting. They're, they're very interesting books. I love to read them over and over. I could probably tell you exactly what's on every page. That's great. So, so, you, so you're telling yeah, me I shouldn't throw, with, are you telling me I shouldn't throw a temper tantrum when I don't get the toy I want with my parents? Is that, is that in the book? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And as a matter of fact, I, in the book, I would say, if you behave and you can look at anything, but you may not touch it because that's just not what we do. And if you behave yourself, we will do something special when we get home. I like it. And so, it, yeah, <laughs> so it wasn't something that I'll buy you a toy if you behave yourself. No, it's I will, we will do something special as a, as a family um, when, when you get home. So I like that one too. That's great. I like them all. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And um, this has been terrific. Again, I thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad the day is finally here. And I'm glad people get to listen. I'm glad this is how people are going to start off their new year. They're, they're going to meet someone new. They're going to be able to listen to this interview. They're going to learn about your books and your stories and everything. So I could, uh, you know, just could not be more thankful for you doing this. And I couldn't be more excited for, for people to listen because I think they're really going to love it. Well, thank you so much. I am literally humbled at the fact that you wanted to interview me. Of I just, course. it's wonderful. Thank you so, so much. And I appreciate everything that, that you do. Of course. Well, and you should see the kind of people that come on this show. You are truly, truly royalty on, on this show. You should, I interview my friends and all the other, you know, just, you know, those kind of people. So you're, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so very much. And God bless. Have a wonderful new year. And I hope that uh, the year 2021 will bring a lot of peace and joy and happiness for everybody.